Welcome to Intuitive Art Sales. This is the show where I, Jessica Craddock, am going to teach you how to source your art marketing from within. You're going to practice claiming that authentic art business that you want and leading it the most natural way for you to get there. You're going to learn to get connected to your intuition, your confidence, and your community so that you can sell your art consistently while holding strong boundaries on your work-life balance. I am here today with Michelle Boudreaux of February Rose is her brand name. And in the past, when she started her brand, she created it in order to move towards surface pattern, surface design. But recently, she kind of fell into teaching watercolor. So I'm not sure exactly where we're going to go today, but we're about to find out. Welcome, Michelle. How are you? Thank you. How are you? great. I am great. I am really excited to talk to you today because I feel like one of the things you said in your application, I think really resonates with a lot of people. You feel like you're paralyzed sometimes and you just want someone to hear where you're at. So you don't feel so lost. And maybe by being here, you can help someone else feel that way as well. And I think that a lot of people are at this fork in the road almost where I could go this way, or I could go this way, and maybe somewhere they merge down the road. But right now, I don't exactly know what my past looks like. Does that feel accurate? Is that a good description? Exactly. Exactly how I feel. (laughs) Right. So anyone else who's feeling that way, just know you are not alone because it's a very common thing. You've got these two roads. And yes, there's there's overlap in the roads, but what's happening in your mind, in your brain that's keeping you at that fork? Or do you feel like you have made progress down one and you're ready to go? Kind of tell me a little bit about it. Yeah, so I've been an artist for all my life. You know, I went into interior design to just focus in on that instead of doing fine art, always wanted to be a fine artist. So when I moved here recently from New York, moved to Georgia, I decided to go with that path. It's been a year and sometimes it feels like I'm making zero progress, but I want to be known for my fine art. But at the same time, like I want to be licensing my art, maybe not doing fine art and selling originals, maybe just making surface patterns and going down that route. And then as I was discovering myself and posting on Instagram and making reels and doing things, I sort of like stumbled into making tutorials and that kind of just like exploded literally, you know, overnight almost. I just got one reel went like all these people followed me from a reel and I got so many beautiful messages like me and my daughter, we are watching your tutorials and looking forward to them. So I've always thought about teaching, but I never really thought it was going to be what happened. So that's where I'm at now. Sort of like I want to do all these different things and I have all these ideas in my head and then it just gets overwhelming. And I kind of just I kind of just like shut down because I don't know which is the right way to go or how to focus my energy on one thing or two things instead of like 10 things. So, right. That is where I'm at. (laughs) It's just then it's not a bad thing. It's just been overwhelming. Yeah. So when you filled out your application, 
to be on the podcast originally, you had said something about maybe I want to teach. And so that it sounds like has always been in the back of your mind a little bit. And you're kind of falling into it at this point, which could be good and it could be bad. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I guess when I was like starting out in my art, like when I was going to college, that's that was in like 2006. That was really the only path that I saw for myself because back then we didn't have all the social media outlets that you can be an artist now. Back then it was like, you can't be an artist. Like, what are you going to do? Like, that was the general that was how people acted around me. Like my parents were very supportive, but a lot of people were like, oh, you're going to be an artist? Like, good luck. And it was very, that was like, okay, so I could be an art teacher or maybe I could do art therapy or I'm going to do graphic design, which is what I majored in. I just don't like it. So I ended up stopped going to school for it and I quit. I quit art and I just did the jobs that were safe. I went back for interior design, kitchen and bath design, and it was like, all right, at least I have a little creative outlet going on here. It did for like six years. I was like, okay. Then I just burned out from that because it's just not what I want to do. So yeah, I guess I always, I don't know if I wanted to teach, but I always thought like that was really a path that artists get to do, you know, and there's a lot of different ways of teaching. You could physically teach art or you can maybe teach how you help artists the support of my tutorials and the fact that I love doing them I'm kind of going with it but again like I always just wanted to be a fine artist it's so yeah I feel like what might be the most helpful for you today is if we actually just take a step back take a moment to look at all of this and breathe breathing is good I'm not saying you're not breathing so I feel like that's that's a part of the stepping back process for me and decide where we want to go before we go down this other pathway, because you mentioned I fell into graphic design because I thought that's how artists could make money. I fell into surface pattern because I have those computer skills. And so I thought I should probably go that way. And then you also said like artists can be teachers and that's one way they can make money. So I should go that way. And I, I just want to make sure the right direction. Sound okay for you? Yeah, that's that's how it is in my brain. (laughs) And there's nothing wrong with that because there's this other piece. There's this other piece that is, well, I need to make money. And what is the surest way to be able to do that? At least as I'm starting so that I don't have to go back to the career that I left behind because it's not my passion. So on a scale of one to 10, I hope this is not too personal to ask. And if it is, just tell me. But on a scale of one to 10, 10 being, I need money right now and I just need to get it so I don't have to go back to that career. And one being, yes, of course I want to make money, but there's actually enough for my basic needs and I am safe and secure. Where do you fall on that scale? You're going to laugh, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm at a five, I think. I'm just always like right in the middle there. Like, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. It's like, I definitely need mm-hmm. to 
doing something soon. I took a year to do this. And I know I can't put a like a time limit on something, but yeah, I got to start making a little income. I have a partner, so I'm not too scared right now, but. Have you actually been making any, a lot of people will say, I need to make money. I'm not making any money. And then I talk to them and they're like, oh yeah, I made $2,000 last month. So like, are you actually not making any money? No, I'm not making anywhere near that. <laughs> I'm making, you know, I launched my egg collection and I, I sold a few eggs. I sell a few prints. I'm not doing anything lucrative right now. Okay, so there is a tiny trickle coming in. Tiny, tiny. Yeah. So it's not zero. Uh, anywhere close to what you need it to be or want it to be. If I didn't have the savings right now, I wouldn't be able to do this. I would be going to work. Yeah. Okay, great. So there's kind of the question. How long is that savings going to keep you at a five before it becomes a 10? 10 being like get to work. <laughs> yeah. Um, 10 being I got to go to work. Maybe another six months to a year. Maybe. Okay. All right. So let's pretend it's six months because... You never know. So we're going to start with, we, we've got six months to start making something real happen. What does real look like for you? We're starting with the money and then we're going to move into the other side of things. How much do you need to bring in in order to make this viable for you? Need? I need at least, I'm going to have to say like 2000 a month at least. Okay. That's low for what I'm used to, but I have a partner, so I'm not totally. You're not all on your own. Yeah. So the reason why I ask is because sometimes people will say, I need $10,000 a month because that's what I'm used to when you're currently making close to zero. And so trying to go from zero to 10,000 is just it's going to feel insurmountable. So I want to start with like what's the lowest denominator and that's our first goal. Yes. That makes sense. Okay. So that being established, 2000 is our base goal. If you could like, let's take away all the should. I should teach. I should do graphic design. I should be an interior designer. I should, I should, I should, I should. What's the ultimate dream? Ultimate dream. I just, I really want to be creating collections, launching them. I don't need to be selling out, but I need to be selling more than, more than half I would be happy with, depending on whatever it is. That, I would be happy with that just like in my heart. <laughs> but selling prints, you know, for people that can't afford or don't want the originals. I would like to definitely be licensing my art, whether it's on planners or on fabric. But I have a lot, you know, I have to still get to that point. I would love to do watercolor workshops. I would love to do the in-person. I'm going to be doing the YouTube. I've already started. Now I can't stop. (laughs) And at least like two to three videos a month. And hopefully that would be my goal is to have, to be able to be creating and then doing the rest. I just, I want to be creating. Yeah. And you said 
watercolor. You said prints. You said collections. Let's start with collection. Mm-hmm. How many collections would be realistic for you to release per year? I feel for me, considering I don't have a full-time job and I don't have children, I think that I could I could at least do probably six. I'm thinking I don't want to overkill, <laughs> but I'm thinking like it depends on what I'm doing because when I watercolor, it doesn't take me very long to create one watercolor. Like it's just, it flows. It's an intuitive flow process for me. So I can create a large collection pretty quickly. And it depends on what the project is. Like when I do my my eggs and my ornaments, they take forever. So if I'm considering those, maybe, maybe five. But I have 12 months of the year. So, and I don't know. I haven't done this yet. Well, just from someone who's been around for a while, I'm going to say six. I'm not saying you couldn't do it, but it's going to be rough. Wow. Okay. That's good to hear because I don't know what's normal and what's not normal. And you see what's on Instagram or like social media and you're like, what are these? How is she doing this? And how is, she, you know, she's sitting there all day and just pumping out all this art. And I'm, I can't. Yeah. I think that's a recipe for a disaster at some point. You can do it for a while, but you're going to burn out. Let's say four and a half. There we go. We'll say, in theory, you're going to do four and a half collections. Because you said five, and I'm taking it down just a half a notch. So if you were to do that at $2,000 a month, that's $24,000. So I like to figure things out like you only have one income stream. It just gives you a better picture. That doesn't mean it has to end up looking that way, but. That would mean you would need $24,000 divided by 4.5 equals $5,333 per collection is what you would need to net. So let's just pretend for a minute that you were going to do a collection and forget I just said that number. How many pieces do you think you would have? How much do you think they would go for? Like, just kind of give me some ballpark. Um, again, I haven't really done them, but I'm thinking... This is all theory at this point. So, like, because I could be wrong and I could be more or less, but I'm thinking, like, 8 to 12 at least per collection. If it's smaller, like, I'm going to do a mini, you know, a mini landscape. I could probably do a lot more, but obviously I can't charge as much. Right. And per piece, I also have that whole thing going on in my head where I'm not able to price things as much as I want because I have, you know, the imposter syndrome going on. So I'm not sure. I'm not So what number if I said, let's say you made an eight by ten. Okay. If I said, Michelle, I love that. I want to buy it. What number could you say back to me without word vomiting? Maybe like two twenty five or like I, but that I, in my heart, I would feel like 160, but I'd want like three. So, okay. So 160 feels comfortable. 225 feels like your push. Three would be like, I'm, I'm working up toward that. So let's just say you have 12 pieces and you sell all of them for $225 a piece. 
that's about half of 5,330. So when you look at just plain old math, Mm-hmm. Assuming you sell 100% of everything for the rest of the year, we would get to about 12000 a year. Okay. Okay. So that's not to say that we can't continue increasing our prices and continue uh, making bigger sizes or like pumping out more work. Like there's ways to solve that problem, but that's a pretty big gap. So let's look at some of the other things real quick. And right now we're just looking at money and I'm looking at it through the lens of you said, I would be happy doing this, this, or this, or this, and this, and this. Watercolor. What does that look like in your head? So you said YouTube. I'm going to start doing YouTube videos. Is this exclusively an online teaching? Well, I would like to do workshops. Ideally, I would love to have my own place to do them, but I would have to pay to use other because I don't have a house yet. Yeah. So where I would love to offer even like going to people's houses and doing maybe like small get togethers there. So that would cut my cost to, you know, rent a place. But right now I have have my art prints in store at a local place. So they like a local maker shop. So they are having me do a watercolor class on the 1st of April. Okay. They're going to take percentage and I'm going to get whatever that's right um, now. What do you think? So let's say we did, we figured out how to do three. We could probably even up it. It doesn't have to be on a weekend. Maybe six watercolor workshops a month. What do you think one of those would net? For you in your experience with this other place i haven't done it yet so you don't know how much i'm not even sure how many people are going yet so you know they're charging 65 ahead max being 10 to 12 people i don't want to do people because i'm not going to be able to do that i know that for now so then 10 people let's say 10 people sign up and at 65 ahead what what's your percentage I get 65%. Oh, you get 65%. And they're charging $65? I get 65 they get 35%. Okay, so for one of those workshops, you would net $422.50. So if you did five, let's say, that would be a little over your monthly goal. So that sounds a little bit better. And that's not to say we can't mix and match. We're just, we're looking individually. Okay. Then last but not least, honestly, my least favorite. Have you made a print store or looked into that at all yet? I have my prints. I I ordered them. You know, I had them made. I didn't purchase a printer yet because I'm not going to invest until (laughs) smart to do that. But I have a very good markup for my prints. I have a website. I'm going to be creating an Etsy because as part of Harvest, my mentor, she makes very good money on Etsy. I know at yeah. first, but she she makes very good money and she does what I do. Not to say that I'll do exact, but it's an incentive to have that income stream as well. I do like prints on Etsy a little bit better because you're not doing as much work to market them. You're using keywords and such. If you do a good job with keywords. 
It's almost like someone marketing it for you. So just leave that conversation there. But what would you need to sell? How many prints would you need to sell to make $100? Five, around five. Is that including the printing cost? Yeah, the printing cost is not too much. Yeah. Because I sell my eight by tens or 22 each. And the printing costs are, I would have to do the math, but probably. Okay. 2,000 divided by 100 is 20 times five is 100. So you would need to sell about 100 prints a month to make $2,000. Yikes. Which I know like some people do. So the thing is, I would say as as we're starting out making money, I would pick one path that is like your free trunk. And then as we get that one working, we can add more branches on because with each one comes their own problems that you have to figure out. Like print. If I was selling 100, how do I get that many out the door? How do I make sure I have a steady supply? How do I make sure blah, 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 blah. And, but if print is your tree trunk, then you figure all that stuff out, you get it solidified, you're able to bring in money that way, and then you are really able to start focusing on adding in. Mm-hmm. That's not saying you can't start more than one, but if you're focusing on more than one, it's going to be real hard. So of those three options that we just laid out and what that would look like realistically, The watercolor classes is the easiest route. But when I say that, does that make you cringe or does that make you happy? It doesn't make me cringe, but I don't think I can handle six classes a month. I might be able to, but me being like in social situations, I get like, it kind of drains my energy. Mm. So. I mean, I don't know, though, because I haven't done it. So I can't really speak to it. I might love it. It might bring me joy. It might. I'll know April 1st, but I am going to be nervous. I just I don't want to overdo it at first. But if it's something that I love once a week doesn't seem too crazy, considering what I used to do. Like, right. No, for sure. So this is the hard part. The hard part is that you are at this point where there's all these different ways you can go and for each one of these you have said well I don't know I haven't done it yet and so if I were not to give you the answer and you were to come up with your own answer to this problem what would you say I think I should I should definitely lean into the teaching for sure that would bring me money and I would be able to promote myself a lot more if I was doing that and just work as hard as I can and sort of work on collections when I could. And it's just the whole like marketing thing too. So a whole full-time job there. So there's not actually a correct answer. You cannot choose wrong. Okay. Because um, that's how I feel in my head. I try to feel my gut out, but it's, it's hard to know what the gut is saying if you haven't tried it. It's a whole so, confidence. Oh, yeah. You don't get the confidence until you do the test. Yes. But I have been, it sounds woo-woo, but I have been sort of like 
asking the universe to kind of give me the signs that I need. And I know that sound, some people might say like, oh gosh, like stop. I love it. I just have been like feeling like things are coming to me that if I had a more negative outlook on it, like I used to, it wouldn't be happening. But since I've been more receptive to sort of letting the universe like kind of give me the signs and following them and listening a little bit better to what's going on around me being out in nature a lot more helps me like so much I know it sounds I don't know how everybody else thinks but it doesn't matter Michelle matters how you think if it works for you it's just been things have been coming to me that I just never expected to happen and I'm just going with it but I need to make money. So <laughs> so if you wanted me to give you my answer. Yes. You want me to give you my answer? And it, that doesn't mean it's the right answer. It's just my answer. I would love to hear like your perspective and your. Um, just based on what we just figured out. Like we we're using facts here. And also as much of your gut and universe as we can, as much as we have. I say watercolor to start. Watercolor becomes the tree trunk because you have put it out there and it came back pretty easily. And that doesn't always happen. I can't remember exactly the name of it, but in The Alchemist, there's this guy, Malchizedek. Anyway, he says something like, when you're going out on your path, if it comes easy just for that, starting moment that's a good sign it's like you're yes ready go like a little mini confidence boost to get you going my background isn't even watercolor at all i was a like hyper realism artist this just like it just came to me and i just it just flows to me i don't know how to explain it but it just is it's just working so here's the other thing no matter which path you choose you're gonna say Oh, here's all the reasons why I shouldn't, I can't, it might not work. But that's true for any of them. But the alternative is you don't go down the path so that it never can prove that it won't work. And then it definitely doesn't work because you didn't go down the path. So the other reason why I said that is because it's the most likely that you're going to be able to establish a baseline income more quickly. So that you can start creating those tree branches. Five workshops a month at $400, it meets your goal. And that feels pretty doable if you are willing to go out and find the places to do the classes. Whether or not it's letting commissions or doing it at a friend's house. Like if you choose a path, it becomes easier because then you can say, okay, now how are all the ways that I could do that path? And you're able to focus your creative brain power on that. You also mentioned YouTube, so that's another way that that could become an income stream. But if we're just looking at classes, that can make you meet your goal. So you can grow from there. So that would be my way that I would choose. If you had said, well, want to do that, I would not have picked that way. You said, I think I'm going to like it. And you gave me a couple reasons why it might not work. But that's just fear talking. 
And in my experience, if the universe is giving you a little push in a certain direction, it's because you're going to love it. Even if there's all these reasons why you think you might not. And if you don't love it, great. Go a different way. Yeah. I've got to, I got to try it. But yeah, the reasons why I don't think all of it is all self reasons. Like I can't do it or I'm not good enough. It's not that I don't want to do it. It's got to do confidence. So once I start doing it, I tend to, you know, feel better. So we'll see. Okay. I want to ask you. What would be one or two or three little wins in that direction that would give you a confidence boost? I think that, say, this class goes well. I think a a boost would be if people asked for more classes. That would make me feel a lot better, like that they wanted to come instead of me, like, pushing it out there and, like, people being like, all right, I'm bored. I'll do it. I want them to want to be there. I think as far as like maybe going on YouTube, like people requesting more videos, which they already do on Instagram. Like last night I got a woman message me and she says, I can't believe you're in because she didn't know I was in the same town as her. And she says, I've been following you. Me and my daughter sit down every weekend and we do your watercolor tutorials together. And that it made me like tear up because she's like, my daughter's so excited you're here. And I said, oh, maybe we can like, you know, meet and do a little class together one day. And it just, she sent me a picture of her daughter doing my roses. And it just, that was a huge confidence boost. And I didn't know people up until recently, I didn't know people were like watching them and actually doing them and enjoying them. So that's two at least. And I don't know, I don't need it to sell out. I just need, I just need to know it's helping people because that's ultimately why I'm doing that. Because I'm sort of taking and dumbing them down a little not to say that people are dumb but making them a simpler so that everyone can enjoy it because for me it's such a good process it's just so relaxing and just i don't know well you get some post-it notes because it's one of my favorite ways to mentally record when okay and take one and write down get a request for more watercolor tutorials or something like that and put the date on it and stick it on your wall where you can see it. And as soon as someone requests one, make a new goal and stick it on top of that and put the date on it and look and say, how long did that take to get that win? And you'll just start stacking them up until you're like, people love my tutorials. I'm amazing. I'm going to do this all day. And then for the other one you said was for people to request more. This is actually opposite advice than I normally give, I think. Normally I'd be like, what's the simplest way to do it? I do it well and have fun with it. But in this case, I want you to think as you're preparing the class, how can I make this as fun or helpful or useful or whatever for other people as possible? So that they will want another class. Like we're going to try to give ourselves the outcome we want. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I didn't think. It's easy. It's so easy. I don't know why I didn't think of that. Uh, That's why the easy things are hard to think of. The hard things are easy to think of. So true. Okay. All right. You got it? Okay. What's your homework? My homework is to go buy post-its. 
and to really plan out this class a little bit differently than I thought I was gonna. Got it a little deeper than just like, do this, do this. Okay, I also want you to give yourself two more homeworks. One, pick something that people have been requesting or have requested and make your next YouTube about that. We're going to use a feedback loop. And if it's something they're like, I want a dog, you know, I don't do dogs, I do flowers, then don't do that. But like, maybe even ask, or what would you like to see next? And since they're not requesting on YouTube yet, use that place of where you already have an audience and use it to build your other one. And then the last homework, I want you to start looking for opportunities to have your next class. Okay. That is you just keeping your eyes and your brain open. Is it going to be at a friend's house? That's not say that the one you're hosting if they schedule another one let's not count that we're looking for an opportunity somewhere else we're trying to layer here so if we could get five places that want to do a monthly watercolor class at 65 dollars and take a 35 percent cut then you're set and you don't have to worry about that anymore and you can do something else whether it's i want to do more watercolor tutorials on youtube and work on that income stream or I really want to make sure my prints are SEO'd on Etsy or whichever direction you go after that. We only need to know where we're going right Okay. That feel good? It does. It feels less chaotic when it's said to me. Yeah. Oh boy. That's what I'm here for. Okay. Michelle, lovely chatting with you. Why don't you tell people where you would like them to look for you if they want to find you? On Instagram, I am February Rose Designs and my website's FebruaryRose.com. And my YouTube will now be February Rose also. Awesome. Perfect. And if you could pick from those three, where would you want them to go? Instagram is where I do a lot of chatting. Like I love when people DM me and I can talk and meet people. But I would love everyone to join me in YouTube because I really want to focus on having that. But Instagram is really where I'm mostly at. I post a lot of stories, a lot about myself. Well, I think just about everyone else at this point who might be listening to this probably also preferring Instagram. So all good. Wow. <laughs> Okay, well, Michelle, thank you, and stay in touch, okay? Hi, I will. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't yet, be sure to hit subscribe so that you can get new episodes loaded straight onto your phone as soon as they're ready. And if you're one of those people who wants all the things, be sure that I get your email so that I can send you invitations to free classes, send advice your way, and share details about how you can go deeper with me. Just click on the show notes to sign up.